So let me start here. I told you that this 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 message would be transparent. Y'all, today was hard for me. Okay. <laughs> today was just just hard. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna start here because I'm gonna show you how I had to process through this day. And I had to really think because last year around this time, I felt kind of the same way. If you all remember, uh, last year around this time, I, I took a sabbatical. Actually, Father's Day was of last year. You know, I spoke to the board and I told you all, hey, I needed to go on a sabbatical because my mind had just been in some different places. And um, man, today, it, it my mind began to process all types of different thoughts. And uh, it was tough. I mean, it was so tough to the point that, can I be transparent with y'all? I was about to say, hey guys, um, no TNT tonight. We'll see you on Sunday. It was one of those type of days. And, and, and I know, you know, you know, you know, we teach people not to quit or not to give up, but, and, and I, I don't see everything as being quit, but something sometimes just like, man, I just need a break or whatever for that, for whatever purposes. So it was a tough day. It was so tough that I sat on my couch uh, for about, I got dressed and I got my clothes on. Then I just sat on my couch for maybe about 25 to 30 minutes. And I just thought about just my life. Have you, have you ever been there before where you just sit and you think about everything concerning your life? You think about your finances, you think about your future, you think about your family, you think about what you've accomplished. And, and I don't know, maybe it's the mid of the year because last year I, I, I kind of felt the same way. It's, I don't know if it's the mid of the year and you're thinking about how much you have accomplished, how much you haven't accomplished. Let me know. Hopefully I'm not, I'm not, I'm not just talking to myself. Um, I hope that I'm, I'm talking to somebody that can relate to me is that I'm, I'm sitting here on my couch and like my whole life starts to flood. You know, I'm thinking like, man, I'm 36 years old. What have I accomplished? I mean, it's one of those days. And, and no matter how powerful you are, no matter how anointed you are, you just have those days. It was kind of a, a, a low day for me. Right. And I began to think through this thing and all of these different thoughts begin to come uh, to my mind. And it's as if the Lord was telling me, son, you have to contend today. All right. You have to contend. All right. I want y'all to write, write, type that in the chat. You, you have to contend. Uh, and to be honest with you, there are some days you just don't want to contend for your faith or contend for what you believe or contend for what God said about you and, 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 and those things concerning your life. But the Lord began to deal with me about, all right, you need to get up and you need to get yourself together. So I said, okay, I'm going to leave the house. You know, I'm going get, to get in a different space. I'm going to come to the church. And I've been here uh, most of the day and, uh, well, the school, the church, whatever you call it. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm like, I need to, I need to build my faith up, right? And y'all, I don't really have a, a message title tonight. We're just going to go through some scriptures and I hopefully boost your faith tonight. Um, so the Lord's like, you're going to have to contend for your faith, but you can't just contend hoping that your disposition is going to change. You have to take control of your current disposition and build your faith so you can stand against these thoughts, right? Casting down all imaginations and those things that oppose God's word and bring them into captivity. The Lord's like, you're going to have to contend today. Like you, you, you can't. Get into this slump because sometimes y'all, when you get into a slump, you're just like, I'll come back another day and build my faith up. But there are moments where God is like, no, you have to push through this. All right. I'm not talking to anybody. I hope you've been in spaces like that. So 
as I'm in my car uh, coming from home and, 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 and driving to the church, I began to think of that song, Driver, You Are Enough, right? And I began to sing it. And I mean, y'all, I was really battling for my faith today. I'm like turning the volume up like, Jaira, you are enough. I mean, like, Lord, I'm trying to trying to declare this thing. And as I'm singing the song, the Lord was like, do you see the power of your confession? All right. First thing I said was contend, right? You got to contend. But he said, son, do you see the power? Because my disposition started to change with the words that I was singing, which were faith built. All right. I began to change my disposition with my declaration. I'm going to say it again. I began to change my disposition, how I felt with my declaration, what I said out of my mouth. Right. So all of the thoughts of how discouraging or difficult or disappointing life can be begin to be filtered out with the word of God. And as I was listening to that song, Jaira, You Are Enough, there was, um, it's by Maverick City and Chandler Moore sings it. As I was listening to that song, there was one line that really began to uh, help me build upon what I'm going to talk to you all about tonight. There was one line that says, and I will be content. Thank you, Lord. In every circumstance, right? Jaira, you are enough. And I will be content in every circumstance, right? So I found myself thinking about circumstances right but 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 what I began to consider in my circumstances or with my circumstances is my contentment am I content in my circumstance and and and, and what would change my contentment in a circumstance right what would bring me out of contentment so I thought about uh circumstances right you know, because I was thinking through a lot. And oftentimes when you have a multiplicity of circumstances before you, that's when you begin to think through all those things. And, and what it impacts is your countenance. All right. So so I, I, I'm thinking about circumstances. Circumstances can impact your countenance um, if you allow them to. But I, I had to contend for my countenance, okay? I had to contend for my countenance, okay? Because I, I, I did not want, I did not want my countenance to be overtaken by my circumstances, or more so, I did not want my countenance to contradict uh, my faith in God or the faith that I should have in God or the or the countenance that I should have with God. Right. Which should be one of contentment. Right. So I had to contend. And as I was thinking of that, you know, how do I keep a countenance that is full of faith? How do I contend so that I, so, so that so that so that I don't go, excuse me, so that I don't so that I don't go into a place of discouragement or disappointment because we have those days. How do I contend no matter what the circumstance is really to maintain my faith. And as I was thinking of this, even before coming on, this hit me. This is not my main subject, but it's going to help me to lead into what I'm really trying to drive tonight. I began to think of something the Apostle Paul says. Let's go to um, Philippians 4 real quick. It's something that, that the Apostle Paul says when he's writing to the church of Philippi as he's encouraging them. And um, it's in verse 12, Philippians 4, 12. Somebody just type that in the chat. Philippians 4, 12. You know, it's Thursday night. We're not having a lower third to come up. So you got to be your own lower third or somebody just type it in, right? Philippians 4, 
12. Paul says, I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation or the secret of living under any circumstance, right? Whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little, because it's, it's in seasons where you have a little less than you would desire to have that you begin to think about the strength of your circumstance, right? We've all been there before. He says, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. So what, what he says is, if, if I have Christ, okay, I can do all things through Christ, which is why oftentimes when you're going through a plethora of circumstances, the enemy will try to throw as many thoughts as he can at you to forget that you can, no matter what you're facing, do it with Christ. But oftentimes when we're going through circumstances, we, we begin to isolate our thoughts. Here it is. We isolate our thoughts to become self-centered, thinking about how we can process through this, how we can move through this, how we can overcome this. And we forgot that it, it is only through Christ that we can make it through the toughest of circumstances, the toughest of seasons, the toughest of challenges. If you've ever been through something and, you, and you've really been at a low place, I guarantee that your depression probably uh, was fueled through a disconnected mind. What do I mean by that? A mind that is disconnected from the fact that you can do all things through Christ. So I found in seasons of my life, the greater the discouragement, the greater the disappointment or what the disappointment does to me, the greater I am detached from my thoughts concerning my covenant relationship with Christ. I hope I'm making sense to you all, right? And in times where I forget my covenant relationship with Christ, it becomes more difficult to contend and keep a countenance full of faith because all I'm thinking about is my circumstances, right? Paul says, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I'm helping y'all because this is really what helped me today to process this. And this is not even the message portion. This is just the intro to what we're actually going to deal with. Paul says, I know how to live on almost everything. It doesn't matter what season I'm in. I know how to live in every season. I have an understanding of my covenant relationship with Christ. But as I begin to think through this verse, the, the Holy Spirit began to reveal to me. He said, Jeff, if you're saying I can do all things through Christ, what you're really saying is I can do all things with the word. What you're, because I want to give you a practical point of application for the next time you're going through something, who you need to run to and how you can run to him, right? I was thinking about Philippians 4, verse 13. Paul says, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Now, the reality of this is that there is no physical presence of Christ. It's all spiritual, right? But if I want to make a connection with this spiritual deity, the quickest way to do it in hand form or, or, or with, with close proximity is through this word. And, I, and, and, and what I begin to tie together is this concept of me being able to do all things through Christ so I can contend for my faith, keep a countenance that is full of faith, no matter what the circumstance is. And I begin to see Christ as not just one who is available in presence, but one who is available in proximity with his word. I have his word, right? Let's go to John chapter one really quick. And good evening to everybody who's coming in. Please share uh, this, this word if, if it's impactful, hopefully it is, uh, to your spiritual growth tonight. John chapter one, right? Because again, and I want y'all to catch this, to say that I can do all things through Christ 
that strengthens me is to say I can do all things through the word. Because tonight I want to show you that the greater the relationship with the word, the greater consciousness of Christ, the greater commitment to the word, the greater consciousness of Christ. Because when I am in fellowship with the word, I am in fellowship with Christ himself. How do I know that? John chapter 1 supports this statement or this argument. In the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God and the word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. So the word is a he. It is referencing he, which is the Christ. This word, and we know it's Christ because verse 14 says, the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. So the word is Christ. Christ is the word. So I can look at Philippians 4 verse 13. If I go back to that, Philippians 4 verse 13 says, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Or more so through Christ, through the word that strengthens me. What the Lord told me today, he was saying, Jeff, when you're going through any circumstance, if you want to keep your countenance above discouragement, your countenance above defeat, your countenance above uh, disappointment or, or whatever it may be, he says you have to contend for it by being in fellowship with the word. Now, if this is making sense so far, y'all, let, let me know I'm talking to you. I want to make sure that I'm being uh, that I'm rightly dividing the word of truth. Let me know tonight. I just, I just don't want to be saying anything because I want to I want to. Uh, project something to you that you can begin to apply immediately because what I believe I've been hearing this word turning point at the mid of this year hallelujah so I've been hearing this word or this phrase turning point I believe many of you are at a turning point right you've seen some of which you've seen a little bit of what God has been desiring to manifest for you but you've had to push a little harder and I don't know too much about track but I do know that you have the sprint but then when you come around that corner uh, if you're running around a track you got to add a little more to it right you got to add a little more pace to it just because how that curve is taking place and I believe many of you as it pertains to your purpose as it pertains to the plan of God for your life you're at a turning point and in that turning point the enemy is bringing a little more challenge he, he's dealing with your mind a little more a little more intense right and, and you're wondering like how do I how do I get this curve how do I get around this curve so that I can so that I can hit my stride and walk in the things of God it's going to take a faith boost right but there is no faith boost without the word of God Right. There is no faith. There is no change in your countenance. There is no change in your posture if you don't have the word of God. Paul says, I can do all things no matter how it looks. I can make it through this. I can get crawl around this turning point through Christ that strengthens me. But we know it's not just Christ and saying his name. We know practically we can use his word. We can use his word, right, to move forward, to get beyond where we are so that we can stride in the things of God. Tell somebody I'm at a turning point in the chat. Just type, I'm at a turning point. 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 I'm at a turning point in my faith. I'm at a turning point in my circumstance. But what's going to allow me to turn and, and pick up some speed is my faith in God. Will there be obstacles? Yes. Will there be challenges? Yes. But I can do all things through Christ, through his word that strengthens me. Now, understanding this, let's go to the meat of our message tonight. Mark 11, 22, 24, 22 through 24. All right. 
If you're just coming in tonight, please be sure to share this video. Good, good, good evening to everybody who just come in. Uh, uh, let's share this video and prayerfully someone will be impacted by it. All right. Mark 11, 22 through 24. What many of you all are being tested with right now is your faith, your circumstances, your countenance, right? It's being tested right now. You have circumstances testing your countenance. You've made declarations of faith. You said things out of your mouth. You've received prophetic clar uh, clarification, prophetic declaration. And now you're trying to push into what God has declared over your life. And you have, you have some tension. You have some things that, that are kind of tense, right? Tonight, I want to tell you how to push beyond that tension, that obstacle that stands before you, because you can do all things through Christ, through his word, through his faith that strengthens you. Right. Let's look at Mark eleven twenty two through twenty four. Mark eleven twenty two through twenty four. It says, "Then Jesus said to the disciples, Have faith in God. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain or this obstacle or whatever stands before you, May you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen. Watch this and not doubt in your heart." I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. So just, just with that statement alone, I, I would like to suggest to you that you are seeing what you are saying. And you are saying what has been sown in your heart as faith. Okay. You are, let me write this down real quick. Let me scoot this over a little bit. Seeing, saying, sown. All right. And I'm not just talking about what you may be physically seeing right now. I'm speaking as it speaks to your faith, right? Initially, because your faith then comes into fruition to be an actual thing that manifests as harvest before you, right? You are seeing what you are saying. You are saying what has been sown, right? You are seeing what has been what you've been saying and you are saying what has been sown. And I really want to emphasize this saying part because the saying part has a lot to do with your countenance, right? I can tell your countenance based on your I can tell your true countenance based on your confession. All right. If I wanted to know how you really feel about something or what your true countenance is, it's going to come out of your mouth at some point. How you really feel about a situation, right, will really will eventually come out of your mouth. Right. So I would say in knowing this, that the condition of your life has everything to do with the confession of your mouth. The condition of your life has everything to do with the confession of your mouth and the confession of your mouth has everything to do with the condition of your heart, right? When, when situations and circumstances really come, you can see your countenance and, and, and if you're really willing to contend based on what's been coming out of your mouth, okay? What has been coming out of your mouth has a lot to do your, with your relationship with Christ or more so his word because that's what's really in sown in your heart, all right? Hope y'all are getting this. I'm trying to take my time, all right? I hope this is making sense to you all. I am seeing what I'm saying. I'm saying what has been sown in my heart, right? And what I'm saying is revealing my, my real countenance. It's revealing what I'm really, con if, if I'm, I'm willing to really contend, 
right? What I'm saying out of my mouth, oh, this is hard. Here we go again. Man, every time I take a few steps forward, I, 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 get, a, I get hit with a few steps back or whatever, or whatever we say out of our mouth, right? You're really showing your countenance and whether or not you're, you're willing to contend. But all that has to do with your relationship with Christ or his word, what has been sown into your heart. And I, 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 again, I know what's coming out of your heart based on what you're saying out of your mouth. Here it is. Luke 6, verse 45. Take note of it. Luke 6, verse 45. It says, a good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. And sometimes, y'all, you really don't know what's in your heart. Or more so the condition of your heart until some circumstances come that are not comfortable. Here's what I've learned. When circumstances are not comfortable, they will reveal your true countenance and they will show you what's in your heart. Why? Because you start saying out of your mouth what's really in your heart. Come on. On a Sunday, you'll be shouting and praising God when you're with other believers. But then you get home. You're by yourself. You're going through things. And then you start saying things out of your mouth that reveal your true countenance, reveal whether or not you really want to contend. And it shows the fellowship you have with Christ or his word and how that has impacted what's in your heart. I found this to be, y'all, that there are times where I thought I had faith in God and I didn't really have faith to move mountains because I was, or, or obstacles, because what I was saying out of my mouth showed my true countenance. Let me help y'all tonight. You can find your true countenance in your confession. Hey, man, so cool. Because when your countenance has really been shaped by Christ, you're not going to say anything out of your mouth that contradicts his promises. I don't care what the problem is. If I have found a promise and my countenance is controlled by that promise and not the problem, I'm going to keep saying the promise. Why? Because I've allowed the promise to take root in my heart until I see it. Could it be, y'all, that we are not really seeing the promises of God because we're not really saying them or if we're saying them, it is not coming from a true, uh, a true seed that has been sown in the heart. What I've learned is that it doesn't matter what I say out of my mouth if I don't have faith attached to it. And you, you'll find out again if faith is really attached to it based on your countenance. Countenance reveals whether or not you are really contending for the faith, I told y'all today I had to get my mind together. I had to go spend some time with the word of God so that I could then contend with faith, change my countenance, no matter how my circumstance looked. Because I'm believing that regardless of the circumstance, I can do all things. I can make it through this circumstance with Christ. Are y'all with me? Right? But I've got to make sure that Christ, his word, is sown into my heart so that I can start saying it by faith and believe that I'm going to see it by faith. How many times have you said things this year that contradicted the faith you say you have? See, y'all, oftentimes we're saying we have a faith we really don't have. And what begins to reveal that or expose that? What we begin to say when circumstances come, change our countenance, they change what we're saying. It shows that we are not really believing that we can do all things through Christ. The proclamations of our mouth are the confirmations of our heart. Let me say it again. The proclamation, I hope y'all are with me this, this evening. I hope it's making sense. The confirmations 
or more so the proclamations of our mouth are the confirmations of our heart there have been times this year where the Lord says your faith is not where you thought it was and that's why this thing is not moving because you said it because it sounded good not because you believe I'm, I'm talking about me I'm not talking about you but maybe you can relate Jeff you said that you were going to see it happen because it sounded good but on Monday, when a circumstance came, hello, on Thursday, when a circumstance came, when an, when an uncomfortable position of life began to arise, you begin to show that I ain't really have no word sown in my life, PJ. I ain't really have that word sown in my life. And I know it because I'm saying stuff out, out of my mouth that really show what I believe. Well, I might as well settle here. I know what the prophetic word said, but I might as well settle here. I might as well give up. I might as well try something else. No, if the Lord said it, then I've got to contend with that by knowing that I can do this through Christ with a connection to his word. But I've got to keep, watch this. I've got to keep sowing his word in my heart until I truly believe it in my mouth and then I can see it. Then I'll see it. But I, it has to be something, watch this, that I really believe in my heart. You can tell what you stored in your heart by what you're saying out of your mouth. You can tell what you've stored in your heart by what you said out of your mouth. If people ever say stuff uh, um, uh, 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 to you um, and, and they're passionate about it, that it came from a place. I know a lot of times we say stuff like, I didn't mean to say that, but according to the word of God, you did mean to say that. According to Luke 6.45, whatever you say out of your mouth, it comes from your heart. So if you say, I believe God, I believe God, but all week in private when nobody's around, when it's just you and God, you're saying things that contradict that, that's, that's showing the true uh, uh, posture of faith that, or lack thereof that you have, right? Hear this, family. Faith does not begin as a confession of the mouth. It begins as a condition of the heart, all right? Faith does not begin as a confession of the mouth. It begins as a condition of the heart. When Paul was saying, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me, he wasn't just making that statement just, just, to, just to make it. It was a faith statement that whether I have much or little, no matter what season of life I'm in, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. I believe that. This is the faith I've allowed to grow in my heart that I've sown in my heart. So I'm saying that because I believe no matter what I see, I'm going to eventually see what he said. All right? But I have to allow faith not to just be something that sounds good. Watch this. Faith cannot just sound good. It has to sit well in your heart. Take note. Faith, it don't matter how good it sounds, right? Because sometimes we sound good to people, right? I'll be one to say that. I'll be one to say I've done it before too. It sounds good. God's going to do it. But that hasn't really set in your heart. It, that's not something that's really, that's not a reality that's really sitting in your heart, right? You said it, it sounds good, but you, you, it's not really sitting in your heart. Because, because when the word of God becomes a reality in your heart, when, it, when it's really something that's been sitting there, it's going to become a reality with your mouth. And then when it becomes a reality with your mouth, it will become the reality of your life. What are you saying, PJ? I'm saying that, yeah, I can't stop circumstances, but I can control my countenance. I can't contend with faith if I stay connected to Christ, his word. How do I stay connected to Christ? I keep sowing that word in my life. And as I'm sowing the word of God, yes, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. I'm saying that and then I'll begin to see that. What am I now doing? I'm doing all things. 
It's hard, but I'm doing it. Hallelujah. It's challenging, but I'm doing it. It's tough, but I'm doing it. And where has the strength come from me being able to do it? Not just from what I've said. It's coming from what I've sown in my heart to build a faith that allows my confession to be real. This is why word consumption is important. Type that in the chat, family. Word consumption is important. This is how I've learned in this season. I, this is where my strength is coming from. It's coming from the word of God. It's coming from going and hearing the word of God. When I'm disappointed, I'm going to the word. When discouragement tries to come up, I defend discouragement with divine truth. That's for some of you all. The enemy is trying to fight you with discouragement. How do I defend discouragement? I defend discouragement with divine truth. Because if you think about about it, discouragement, discouragement is a disposition that is attached to something you believe. Oh, God. Discouragement is a disposition that is attached to something that you believe. It's going to be like this always. This is how it's going to always be for me. Nobody knows me. Nobody sees me. Nobody's, uh, uh, God, you're not working things out for me. That's a lie. That's a false narrative. But I got to go get some word consumption to defend it. I can't just say discouragement, leave in Jesus' name. No, you got to attach a word to that. For the spirit of heaviness, he's given me the garment of praise. I re That's the word. I refuse to allow this disposition of discouragement to, to control my life or determine how I feel today. No, I'm going to find the word. I'm going to consume the word. What am I doing? I'm sowing it into my life. As I sow it into my life, I'm into my heart, I'm contending. It's changing my countenance. And eventually, it's going to change my circumstance. Word consumption is important. When the word of God is received, the reality of God is established. Take note of that. When the word of God is received, the reality of God is established. Watch this. It's not established first in what you see. It's established where it is sown. Hello. I, I, I believe I'm doing okay tonight, guys. I'm going to pat myself. All right. Pre keep preaching, PJ. I think I'm doing all right. Right. It's sown in the heart. That word consumption. When I read the word, every time I pick up the word of God, I'm allowing it to invade my heart. To create a reality that I can believe. As a consequence of believing that reality, I begin to say it out of my mouth. As a consequence of me saying it, I'm saying it, believing I'm going to see it regardless of the circumstance. Watch this. I, I'm going to keep saying it. Not based on, I'm, I'm not going to allow my confession to be determined by my circumstance. I'm allowing my confession to be determined by the reality I've sown, the condition of my heart, until I see what the word of God says about me. I hope y'all are with me, right? I'm, I'm, I'm allowing that word to get in my heart. Psalm 119 verse 11. Uh, David says, your word have I stored in my heart. Word consumption that I might not sin against you. Here it is. David is suggesting when I store the word of God in my heart, it keeps me from creating a reality in my life that should not be there. So I'm going to sow the word into my heart, right? So that I might not sin, so that I might not contradict or oppose what God wants for me. I know I have a circumstance, but if the circumstance contradicts the word of God for my life, I'm going to keep saying and speaking the word of God until I see what he said overtake what I see. Here it is. I'm going to keep speaking what he said. Hallelujah. Until what he says overtakes what I see.
I know I have a circumstance. But I'm not going to let it change my countenance. I'm going to contend with the word of God, with Christ, because he says I can do all things through him. Watch this. So there's never a circumstance that comes to destroy me. And, and I'll declare that. There is no circumstance that can destroy me. Say that out of your mouth. This circumstance cannot destroy me. Say that out of your mouth. Type it in the chat if you will. This circumstance cannot destroy me, but I will let it develop me. Hallelujah. I will allow this circumstance uh, to lead me into a devotion uh, where I can consume the word. I can deposit. Watch this. I like to play with words. I'm going to allow this situation, this circumstance to lead me into devotion, time with God. That devotion, I'm going to deposit. Hallelujah. His word into my heart. I'm going to deposit. So his word and to my life. I'm going to then begin to say, declare what has been deposited. As a consequence of me declaring what has been deposited, the Spirit of God will begin to move in what I said and demonstrate the power of God so that I can then see what I said. Can I, hallelujah, can I declare over your life uh, that you're going to see what you said that has been sown by the Word of God? I prophesy in the name of Jesus uh, that there's a faith being built in you uh, to say uh, what you don't see uh, until you see it. Hallelujah. I am healed. Um, I am delivered. Um, I am free. Um, I found a promise. Go find it in the word of God. I find a promise. I found a precept and I'm going to sow that into my heart so that it can become the reality I believe. Again, it has to be the, a, a reality within before it's a reality around. It has to be a reality within before it's a reality around. And I don't care how long that takes. It may take 10 minutes in the Word, 30 minutes in the Word, 60 minutes in the Word. Uh, but I'm going to stay there uh, until my heart submits to the truth of God's Word. If he says I, he'll keep me in perfect peace, uh, if I keep my mind stayed on him, then today, Jeff, you're not living outside of peace. Why? He has a, he has promised me. So I'm going to keep sowing that scripture. I don't care if you walk around your house. He'll keep me in perfect peace. Mind, you better receive peace. Y'all, I'm being very practical tonight. Mind, you better receive peace. Uh, the word of God says, uh, Isaiah says, uh, it declares here uh, that he says here that if I keep my mind stayed on him, if I keep my mind stayed on this word, he's going to give me peace. So I declare that I have peace and I'm going to keep saying it until that's what I see. Are y'all with me tonight? I'm going to keep saying it until I see it. When sickness shows up in my life. I will go to the word of God and I will declare Isaiah 53 5 says he was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was upon him with his stripes. I am healed. Now I know the circumstance, but hey, Hamando shop. I'm not going to allow the circumstance of sickness to change my countenance. What controls my countenance? Not my circumstance. My confession of faith controls my countenance. That confession has been conditioned in my heart by the word of God. So I so, Y'all keep going through these same words. I'm sowing that word uh, until it creates a reality I believe. Uh, no matter what circumstance I see, I'm going to keep saying it. I know I see sickness, uh, but he said with his stripes, uh, whoa, stripes are more powerful than the sickness. Stripes are more powerful than the, his stripes is greater than this sickness. Hallelujah. And I declare that until I see healing come into fruition. We can use it in so many cases. When lack shows up in my life, the word of God in your heart that you sown should say this, but my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory by 
Christ Jesus. I know this to be true uh, because money was a little tight this week uh, and I start making some declarations uh, and an opportunity opened for me. Uh, why? Because he supplies. Hallelujah. I know what the circumstance says. Uh, the circumstance says, uh, oh, I don't get paid again until now. No. So, supply says whenever I need, uh, he will be faithful enough. I'm not going to call him Jehovah Jireh if he can't provide. Right? If he's the provider, I'm going to allow pro provision and, and my reality of him being the provider to be sown into my life. I'm going to say it out of my mouth uh, until I see it manifest in my life. He will supply. I told y'all, when depression shows up in your life, I can declare he's given me beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So no, I'm not going to be depressed today. Hallelujah. No, I'm not going to be discouraged today. No, I'm not going to be defeated today. I'm going to hear what the word of God says. I don't care what y'all saying. I don't care what y'all saying. I don't even care what, uh, what the enemy is saying to me. I'm going to keep sowing his word into my heart, saying that word out of my mouth, and I'm going to see that thing manifest. Just because something is a reality around you, it doesn't mean it has to be the reality within you. Just because something is a reality around you, it doesn't mean it has to be the reality within you. I may have a reality around me. All of us this week have had challenges. Some of y'all, when you're coming up you uh, uh, through, through the chat, you said you had a rough week. That's a reality, wait a minute, around me. But I'm not going to allow the reality around me to determine the reality within me. The reality within me comes from me sowing the word in my life into my heart saying it out of my mouth because I really believe first in my heart and then I'm going to see this reality take over that reality. If I say the word long enough by faith, his reality will take over my reality, right? If you can change the reality within, you can change the reality around, right? If you can change the reality within you, you can change the reality around you. When the reality of the word is sown into your heart, you can then speak it out of your mouth and then see it in your life. I really believe, y'all. Hallelujah. We cannot allow what's happening in the world to bring our attention, our heart, our affections into its narrative. This is the narrative we've got to rely on. The word of God. Right? The text says, Jesus said to his disciples, have faith in God. I tell you the truth, you can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. I told y'all last week, I told y'all to watch. How about check out? Well, I'm expecting something to happen, right? And watch this. What you got to learn is that if something is prophesied on Sunday, you got to keep declaring that thing out of your mouth because that's a seed. The Bible talks about in Mark chapter, either Matthew 4 or Mark chapter 4, the sower sows the word. So on Sundays, I'm sowing the word by revelation knowledge of God into your heart. You got to take that word and keep sowing it throughout the week. So if you trust me as a trusted voice um, of, uh, of God, as, as, a, as a voice that ministers to you, and I say, hey, guys, the Lord says this week to watch. Then you've got to go and say, watch. It's going to happen this week. And as you're saying that, you're expecting it to happen. Now, Monday morning, some mountains may rise up, guys. But you can't allow what rises up to change what you're saying. 
If anything, let this test the validity of your statement and not cause you to retract, but keep pressing forward and it will happen. Watch this. Here it is. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in the place it is sown, which is your heart. He says, I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. And I don't, I don't think it's just, I don't think he's, Jesus is just saying, just pray for anything, but you're going to say out of your mouth what's been in your heart. So what I'm really essentially praying is the word of God I sown into my heart. My prayers should be faithful, full of faith. I should have faith filled prayers, but I can only have faith filled prayers when I've allowed faith to fill my heart. All right. You've got to sow faith in your heart. Pastor Jeff, how do you do that? Romans 10 verse 17. I'm almost out of your hair. I hope this is blessing y'all tonight, man. Because you're going to have to fight in this season for your faith. What I mean by that, and I'm not saying that you're wearing yourself out. What I'm saying is you're going to have to trust the spirit of God. You got to have to trust what God says. You got to contend for this faith. You got to contend for the promises of God. You got to contend for this righteousness, uh, this righteous relationship you have with God and keep saying out of your mouth what he said. And I'm not talking about fighting to you to where you're tying yourself out. It's just a matter of picking this up. A thought arises. Nope, I'm taking that captive. No, sir. I'm not taking, uh, 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 I'm taking the word of God and, and bring it into my heart. But those thoughts that are contradict, no, 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 no. I'll take that and throw it away. I'm only taking what is in alignment with the truth of God's word. I'm only taking in my heart what builds faith. Romans 10. 17 says, so faith comes from hearing, that is, hearing the good news about Christ. So watch this. Oh, God. Every day you go without hearing good news. Bad news sounds worse. Romans 10, 17. Every day you go without hearing good news, bad news sounds worse. Hope I'm helping somebody. Every day you go without hearing good news, bad news sounds worse. And the reality is it's not as bad as you think, but you haven't heard what's greater than that. In which you are, you are experiencing. <laughs> a lot of times, y'all, it's like when we go through circumstances, we forget what God said. No, I need to go back to what he said. I got to go back to every prophetic word he said. I got to go back to every promise over my life. And I have to keep saying it until it changes my countenance, until I really believe it when I'm saying it so that I can see it come into fruition. Watch this. God doesn't give you promises to play with your heart. God doesn't give you promises to play with your heart. He gives you promises to change your perspective, to get in alignment with his truth so that you can see it come into fruition. If God says something to you, he's not playing with you, guys. If God says something to you, if God said, hey, son, daughter, I'm going to do this for you. If God has brought a credible prophet into your life and they said this is going to happen, then you contend for that. You don't let your countenance change and say, you know what? I, no, you build yourself up in his word. You get that word. You make a declaration until whatever is before you that's hindering that promise is moved out of the way. You got to sow faith into your life every single day. Every day you go. Watch this. Every day you go. Without receiving the word of God, 
you're risking the reality of your heart being shaped by something that's not true. Let me say it again. Every day you go without receiving the word of God, you're risking the reality of your heart being shaped by something that is not true. Because I promise you, the enemy and demonic influences every day, they're trying to shoot you thoughts that, 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 that cause you to create a reality that contradicts God's word. You got to get that word every day. Not just to say, well, I read it today. No, I, I, I govern my reality today. Here it is. Every time you're reading the word, I want you to see it as a governing factor. Thank you, Lord. That, that, that every time I read this word, I'm governing my reality. I am the head and not the tail. I'm governing my reality. I am the lender and not the borrower. I'm governing my reality. I'm above and not beneath. I'm governing my reality. I'm not just reading to say, hey, I read today. No, I'm governing my reality. Why? I know the enemy is trying to govern it. I know he's trying to uh, get me to be consumed with thoughts regarding my circumstances that contradict what God has said about me. But no, I'm going to govern it by faith. I'm going to allow my countenance what has been sown into my heart. I'm going to allow me to contend with what I say out of my mouth. I know I can do all things through Christ. That strengthens me all things through his word. I know I can do all things. I can press through, through this until I'm seeing what he said, what he promised for me. But I got to sow the word of God into my heart. I have to sow that word into my heart. I have to find what the word of God says. And here's what I encourage you to do. If you're going through uh, 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 challenges in your life, uh, let's just say you're, you're dealing with a sickness, go into the word of God and sow scriptures of healing and keep confessing those scriptures of healing over your life. I'm not worried about what the doctors are saying. I'm not worried about what's happening or, or, or what I feel. I'm going to keep saying the word of God over my life. He gave me a promise. Irregardless to what other people may other people may believe about this promise, he gave it to me. So I'm gonna keep saying it. I'm gonna keep sowing it into my heart. I'm gonna keep confessing it until it sits in my heart. And then I begin to say it by faith, knowing that I'm gonna see it manifest in my life. I'm gonna sow it, right? As I sow it into my heart, right? Because again, it says that if you doubt it, if you doubt in your heart, uh that 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 what you're saying uh won't come to pass, then it won't, right? You got to believe in your heart. Again, faith comes according to Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing, right? Faith comes by hearing. So if I hear it long enough, I've sown it into my heart, right? Because whatever you hear is likely going to be sown into the heart. Whatever you hear most will likely take residence in your heart. So your hearing impacts your heart, okay? My hearing impacts my heart. If I sit and tell you long enough that you're a nobody, at some point, if you keep listening to me, you may just believe that. It'll be sown into your heart. You start saying you're nobody and then everything you see, it looks like you're a nobody when that's not true. On the flip side, if I if I know I'm the head and not the tail, I'm above only, not beneath. I'm the lender, not the borrower. And I keep saying that until it's a reality in my heart. I built the faith for it. So now that as I'm actually saying it by faith, that's who I am. And God begins to manifest those things around that confession. I speak faith. The text says, say to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea. I created a reality in my heart. I believe in my heart. Look at the text. If you believe in your heart that this mountain can be removed, I created the reality in my heart first with the word of God. And now I'm speaking that reality by faith. So I have a faith reality in my heart. It becomes a faith confession out of my mouth. Say to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea. So I, I sow faith into my heart with the word of God. Right. And I know this word. I can do all things with this word that strengthens me. Right. I sow faith into my heart. I speak faith out of my mouth. Watch this. Then I'll see faith manifest. 
The text says, and it will happen. All right? I'm going to say it again. I, I sow faith. The text says, have faith in God. Well, how do I have faith in God? Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing the word of God. It's determining, it's determining the condition of my heart. My hearing is, is determining the condition of my heart. So what I'm doing is I may not have it in my heart yet, and it may not be real out of my mouth yet, right? But what I'll do is I'll go around and say he was wounded for my transgressions. I can hear that. He was bruised for my iniquities. I can hear that. The chastisement of my peace was upon him. I can hear that. With his stripes, I'm healed. How long am I going to say it? I'm going to keep saying it until my heart harbors what I've heard. I'm going to keep saying it until my heart, my inner man, harbors, takes hold of, stores what I've heard. And then I'll begin to say it out of my mouth. Say to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea. Now the power of what I'm saying comes from the reality of what I believed. Hallelujah. If I believe it in my heart, I can now speak it out of my mouth. Watch this. I've sown faith. I'm speaking faith, say to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea. And now I see faith. I see it manifest. And that's what I tell y'all. Let's, let's bring this all together. Regardless of your circumstance, your countenance is being controlled by what you've sown, what you said, and what you expect to see. All right? That's what I'm contending for. I'm contending to make sure my countenance remains uh, in alignment with what I've sown through the word of God into my heart by what I've heard. I'm going to keep saying it until it's what I see. Now, I know I can do this through his word that strengthens me. So his word is when I'm continuing to sow into my heart because his word, I can do all things through Christ. According to Philippians 4.12, Christ is his word. According to John 1, right? Christ is his word. As a consequence of me knowing that I can do all things with his word, I'm going to keep sowing it. I'm not doing it for naught. I'm sowing it. I'm going to say it because I expect to see it. And that's my declaration over your life, that many of us are at a turning point. You can't run back, fam. You got to press through this thing. Are you going to be challenged? Yes, man. Is it going to be difficult? Yes. But you're going to see it happen. Regardless of the hardship, it's going to happen. Regardless of the difficulties, it's going to happen. I declare, that, I declare that over you. Every partner, every guest watching this, it's going to happen for you. God's going to do exactly what he said he's going to do in your life. But you got to keep sowing his word, saying his word if you expect to see it. That's all I got. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. We thank you for your promises and your truth. We believe your word is so. We believe, God, that it cannot fail. And as we continue to fill our heart with your word, we thank you that, God, we're anchoring our faith in you, our trust in you, saying only what you said about us, believing that we're going to see it happen. In Jesus' name, amen.